This is Problematical, where we discuss your problematic faves and debate if they deserve cancellation or redeemed. I'm Brittany. And I'm Jazz. Welcome to Hell. Uh, today's guest is Jacob Malkai. He's an artist and runs a project space out of Long Beach called Jacobs. He's also my fiance and my core cohabitant. <laughs> <laughs> hello. And to, hello. <laughs> and we're going to be talking about Howard Stern. Brittany, take it away. You're better uh, host at that than me. Um, Jake, uh, welcome to our show. We're very excited to have you on. I'm super excited to be here. Thanks for having me. No problem. Um, so today we're talking about Howard Stern, and if you can just tell us a little bit about um, your love for Howard Stern. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know if it, I would call it love necessarily, but uh, I can talk about when I first uh, got or learned of him. I think I was in high school, and I was watching MTV all the time, and uh, I saw his um his fart man stunt and uh i just thought it was ridiculous and stupid and he was like insulting everyone and he was just trying to like create a spectacle but i if i remember correctly it was um it was um he was promoting his film private parts Mm -hmm. and at the time like i i wasn't listening to howard in high school but i saw him on an mtv and that was my first introduction to him so then it became like um a thing amongst my friends to go see this movie basically um, because it was like it was going to be like bad boy stuff and (laughs) so my first real introduction to him was MTV and then I went to see Private Parts with some friends I think I was like I think pretty sure I was in high school yeah like maybe junior senior year yeah Um, something like that but and to be honest with you like I just thought it was sort of funny cool movie and didn't think too much about Howard Stern after that until 10 years ago, I would say, when I got um, I got a new car and Sirius XM was installed in my in my car with a free or like a 30 day trial or something like that. So then I was just like, oh, I heard Howard signed a deal. I'll see what's going on with that. And so I started listening like, yeah, like 10 years ago. And now he's sort of become, um, first of all, after listening for a few days, I decided to like buy a subscription to Sirius so that it wouldn't expire. So I could keep listening to Howard. Like it hooked me pretty quickly. Wow. And I would say that like, um, I, he's pretty much a part of my work week now. Um, wow. When I'm driving uh, to and from work. Cause I have about a, well, pre quarantine time. I had like almost a 90 minute commute each way. Mm. And so, I just kind of got sucked into the Howard Stern world of his like radio reality show. And he like implicates all of his, his, um, his writers and like his staff um, are all sort of characters on the show. Mm -hmm. So it it became the sort of like fun workplace environment to like listen to on the way to work. Um, But I would say that, um, and I would say that like, I have to distinguish myself. I'm, I'm sort of like, I'm in it for like the entertainment, the characters he he um, he ha- he he produces with his staff and his guests. But uh, I'm I'm very much like a casual fan. I'm not a super fan. And there's a big difference. Like super fans know everything about like his world, and they always like uh, come to his defenses no matter what. 
I don't necessarily do that. Like there, there are times actually where I'm listening on the way to work and I'll just like turn it off because there are certain characters that I can't stand and there's like whackbackers that gross me out. So I'm not like a super fan. I'll put it that way, if that makes sense. But yeah. it's, it's super entertaining and there's a lot of stuff about it that I really like. Well, yeah, so explain. I know you like Howard Stern because when we started dating, when we went on vacation, we'd listen to it. Um, so kind of how you explained it is like a reality, cause Brittany and I like reality shows. So I guess how you explain it is kind of like a radio reality show. Yeah, for sure. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I also like, uh, some reality TV and, um, I think that's part of the aspect about it that keeps me compelled is like, I feel like most of the time when he's just like riffing or making fun of his staff members, well, a big part of it is he he's like the boss. He's always sort of every, everyone on the show has their like strange personality traits and quirks that Howard exploits as like, it's like you almost have to have like something really weird or strange about either like the way you talk or like your backstory or something that um, to get hired on that show, because then Howard sort of minds it on air. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know how much it is like, a lot of the, the reality stuff, I don't know how much it's sort of produced, but it seems, it always seems very kind of um, ad lib, at least on Howard's end. And his like wit and cleverness uh, keeps sort of, keeps me entertained. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know I said we wouldn't attack you, but Brittany, do you have anything to attack Jake with? Howard? <laughs> uh, I don't think they're going to uh, cancel you for liking Howard Stern. Um, but Jazz, are you a fan of Howard Stern? Or ha I mean, obviously, since you guys have been dating, you've probably been listening to a lot more Howard Stern than maybe prior to that. But yeah, I have another friend who really likes Howard. I never got into him. Um, I kind of remembered him from like the E days. Yeah. Um, so I was never into him. Um, but I did listen to some interviews since I've been dating Jake. Um, some interviews with certain celebrities. Like I did like his interview with Gwyneth, our favorite mm -hmm. Gwyneth Paltrow. And there's other interviews I find engaging and some I don't find as much. I guess if there's like someone I like, I'll go and seek out a Howard interview now that I have like access to it. Or Jake will tell me like, you know, oh, like Howard did, you know, interview with Gwyneth or an interview with like another, you know, actress or celebrity that I like. And then he'll tell me if it was like good or not. And then I'll listen. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that I think one of the one of the things I like about the show as well is that it sort of um, it's my just as, in terms of uh, in terms of pop culture, it's sort of my entree into pop culture, uh, mm. just a, like a, American pop culture, because he's always talking about like current events and scandals and et cetera, et cetera. So it's sort of my daily mail. It's know? his Twitter. <laughs> it's his black Twitter, it's his white Twitter, it's his Daily Mail. <laughs> um, I've never been a Howard Stern fan um, growing up. I remember him being on E! and how it was kind of like controversial to watch it. I know my mom wouldn't allow me to watch it. I mean, she didn't even allow me to watch Sex in the City. But I was yeah. able to watch the Sopranos, so it doesn't make any sense. What? Sopranos? Um, yeah, I definitely watched the Sopranos every Sunday with my mom, but not Sex in the City. It was like 
that was just too much for me. Yeah. Uh, but I did do some research on Howard Stern because I wanted to learn a little bit more about him. And I also agree with you, Jazz, that I do listen. I will check out if he has any interviews with any celebrities that I'm really interested in. Um, not many do I listen to. I'll be like, oh, you know, Gwen Stefani's on there. Like, maybe I'll listen to it. But um, I do think he's a good interviewer and people are willing to share a lot more with him than they probably would with maybe Ryan Seacrest or someone else. So I think that's pretty interesting aspect of when it comes to Howard Stern. But the little things that I learned about him was that he's a Capricorn. He's like you, Jazz. Did you know he was a Capricorn? I did not know he's a Capricorn, but this makes uh, his neuroticism and need for constant validation makes a lot of sense. <laughs> um, I learned that Roger Ebert was impressed by his acting skills in private parts. He said that it was convincing and engaging versions of themselves, him and Robin. He said that most seasoned actors aren't able to capture that as well as how we did. Um, and that he once dated Robin Givens, which I didn't know at all. Um, Robin Givens was the one that was married to Mike Tyson? Yes, because she has extremely weird taste in men, obviously. If you go from Brad Pitt to Mike Tyson to Howard Stern, obviously you just like <laughs> don't have any, you just go for whatever is out there. So props to Robin Givens for not having a type. Um, but let's go into, oh yeah, and then also I learned that he's been on air for 45 years. Yeah, a long time. That's wow. crazy to me. Yeah, he's been doing it. He's, the, and the thing is, um, like I said, I, I, did, I wasn't really listening in the early days, um, but he, they constantly mine work, like uh, content from their early days. And so mm -hmm. one of the smart things I think about the way they do the show on satellite is that like, you could start listening and it, um, like just as a total newbie and like probably in the course i would say of like maybe like a month or two you'd have like a pretty solid like understanding of like where he's come from and where um and how it affects the show now just in mm -hmm. terms of like other stuff he brings up old content all the time and sometimes we'll apply like a kind of a fresh take on it or something like and talk mm -hmm. about like the type of person he was back then and how he how he's evolved etc because I think that like him evolving is he's like he and his team are definitely trying to make it um, into uh, the narrative of, of Howard's evolved, you know, mm -hmm. like, even though he's he's done kind of like homophobic, racist uh, bits in the past that, you know, now it's a big like, well, he's evolved and he's older and he's matured sort of. Thing. at least that's sort of a PR stance that you kind of get from listening to the show right um, but uh, I guess that how, how did I get talking about that oh, I guess the uh, mining his past I think is a really smart way that he, they approach their show now anyways it keeps me compelled and I feel like I have uh, when he talks about stuff in the past I feel like I know what he's talking about now just mm -hmm. after having listened for so long now, I guess, for the past, I don't know, 10 years. And I, yeah. Yeah, I, I was listening to, he was on um, Terry Gross' show. Um, I guess last year he had a book or something. I was just doing research on him. And he was saying that, like, he put on these antics and try to be so outrageous in ways to 
get people to listen. And now that he has such a big following that now he feels like he's much older, he doesn't have to do those types of antics and be shocking um, to keep them along. Um, And that he's just like, yeah, and also I'm old, so I don't need to do that anymore. But he he definitely expressed how much that he's grown and evolved over the years and that those those antics that he used to have are no longer quite as part of the show. But it kind of sounds like there's still some problematic aspects to the show is what I'm gathering. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> there's it's 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 sometimes does walk a fine line between like um, uh, entertainment um, and comedy, mm-hmm. and then there's like cringeworthy sensationalism. Mm-hmm. So that there's sometimes it tips over into the cringeworthy part uh, part, and it's mainly when like certain whack packers come on that I just that they're, they're just hard to listen to because of the way they talk or what they say. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, so those are the times that I sort of switch it off. But when he's just like riffing about current events and pop culture and like the news with Robin, I think is like probably the best part of the sh- show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's at the end of the show, it's after like guests and everything. And he just he's just basically riffing back and forth with Robin and they've been together for so long and have such kind of like a an interesting rapport that it's usually really funny. Like they, they get together and make kind of like a funny commentary on pop culture. I like it. Yeah. So um, I guess you can go into all of the ways that Howard Stern has been problematic that might have turned some people off over the years to listening to him or watching his movies or reading his books. Um, I can't think of anything specific necessarily, but there's certain times, well, where like um, he's got certain kind of gross-out bits, and they're usually like um, lots of like farting and shitting and stuff. Um, when that's going on, sometimes I switch it up just because I don't. It's just gross. Uh, but then, and then other times, let me think. Try to think of something recently. Um, yeah I, I, to be honest with you like i'm su- i'm sort of surprised that um he's sort of made it this long without like legitimately an attempt to like be uh for him to be canceled because just if you like look at old stuff like he's done all kinds of i think i think jazz a couple of weeks ago was showing me this bit where he was like in blackface but i think it was for saturday night live and I don't know the details necessarily behind that, but just from looking at it for like two seconds, I was like, oh, that's bad, you know? Um, at times when he's like uh, mining old content, like he'll he'll like play clips of like interviews with strippers and stuff. And a lot of times like he's just being like completely saying like the wrong thing, like on purpose, just to get people's attention. Um, and that gets so annoying. Is, so is he like dissing? So, I mean, I guess a shock jock is kind of disingenuous at times. Oh, totally. I mean, there's a, I think probably like in the 90s, 80s and 90s, it was almost completely that. He was just like, I am here and I am this giant personality on the radio and I'm going to say things that um, are going to piss everyone off and that's going to make everyone listen because they're going to need to find out what's going on. 
and that was sort of his mo for a long time and it worked really well like he he um he became number one in like in every market he got syndicated in for like you know in a couple of decades and you know it led him into like building such a big audience that serious satellite radio was, was willing to give him that kind of insane amount of money just to bring all of those listeners um the shock thing like worked in his case um and I think, like, if he were to start today, it wouldn't work. Like, it just wouldn't work. Like, the, the timing worked for him um, in terms of, like, just social, cultural events that um, are sort of have um, accelerated today. Like, I feel like he, like he wouldn't be able to start off doing what he was doing back then now just wouldn't work. People wouldn't find it funny. Post Me Too world. Yeah. He couldn't but, do his E, e entertainment oh. show. No. It would just be, <laughs> no one would even consider it, you know? Yeah, I um, think in the 80s and 90s, like, to stand out as a radio disc jockey, you did have to be a shock jock. Like, I'm thinking of, like, Rush Lombard, Don Imus, Wendy Williams, and... Um, Howard Stern, they all were these outrageous voices that did a lot of things to shock people and people would just listen to them just to see if they would say something shocking or do something outrageous. Yeah. And I think it worked for that time. But now that so many people are able to use their voices to say like, hey, that's not acceptable anymore, it doesn't work anymore um, for those types of voices, even though the personalities like that on YouTube and podcast it's just i don't think it would have worked for how extreme howard stern was back in the 80 90s um 90s and 2000s um it would have worked for him but yeah um, yeah and he made um, that trajectory um in perfect timing as well yeah. yeah i agree and he sort of kept with it doing his shtick for so long that it's become like um part of pop culture in a way mm -hmm. like because other celebrities and stuff will talk about their stern will reference their stern interviews um a lot and, um he's it's funny i think and he said i think that he's like attempting to be like um the oprah for men these days mm -hmm. uh um because he he actually oprah is like a current um not a current uh he's a, she's a recurring topic for him and then also other people that came up or other um, kind of broadcasting personalities, like you mentioned before, like Don Imus and Rush Limbaugh, and um, and nowadays it's uh, the Infowars guy, um, Alex Jones. Alex Jones, like so, he's got bits about all of his like um, broadcasting peers, and sort of like makes fun of them in his way that makes you think Howard's the coolest. <laughs> You know, oh yeah, he hates Wendy Williams. Him and her had yeah, he, he, he doesn't like Wendy Williams. Yeah, he goes off on Oprah all the time, but like he really wants to be like Oprah for guys. <laughs> it's weird. I found this. Uh, I was doing some research on him, and I found this thing, um, which is interesting, I guess, for like all cancel culture and all like people who have fans or like haters. It's from private parts when the research is telling. Uh, the research is telling the uh, program director that Howard Stern has hit number one in the ratings and 
the researcher says the average list, radio listener listens for 18 minutes, but the average Howard Stern fan listens for an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> but actually the average Stern hater listens for the full two and a half hours. <laughs> right, right. Program director says, but if they hate him, why do they listen? And the researcher says, most common answer, I want to see what he'll say next. Yeah. So I guess he has that about him where he can make his haters listen twice as long as his fans. Yeah. Yeah, because they want to see see what he's going to say next, see what faux pas he's going to like uh, uh, uncover or whatever. But it's usually, the thing is, it's done in a, uh, it's like a brand of comedy that like Howard's sort of come up with. And um, it's, you know, when I'm listening and I, it, I'm enjoying myself, I, I often think that like this is pretty original what he's done like in, in his career. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, you know, I'm a fan. I'm not a super fan. I'm a casual fan. I did see Howard Stern. I went to a taping of America's Got Talent and he okay. was one of the judges during that time period. Yeah, and yeah. his fans, I think it was before the time when it was stands. It was insane. It felt like a dictatorship the way like guys were cheering him on and every time he would speak it was just like Howard's the best. Yeah. I just felt so out of place with all of his fans surrounding me. It was just very interesting to watch and observe. Oh, um, that's interesting. His fans in you know, Yeah, I mean they, yeah, uh, majority of Howard fans are super fans, I think. The ones that listen as much as I do. Um, what and, would Howard fans be called? Sternies? Oh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Let's give them a name. Let's name them. Sternheads. Uh, Private parters. <laughs> oh, yeah, because everyone has a name for their fan base, right? Yeah, yeah like Nicki Minaj fans are called Barb's. Oh, what are Katie Fair? Oh, Katie Katz. Katie Katz. I just learned that recently. Um, who else has? Rihanna has up? a navy. The Rihanna navy. Beyonce's Rihanna. are like beehives. Beehive. Uh, Ariana are Arianators, which is I think they need to work on that name. <laughs> and then little monsters from Lady Gaga, right? Oh yes. yeah, monster Lady Gaga. So Mariah Carey's are lambs. Oh, yeah. Lambs. Mm-hmm. It's a good, that's an interesting question. What would a good Stern fan Are like all his fans just whack packers, just not famous ones? <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah, you just call us all whack packers. <laughs> um, so, what's our consensus? Will we cancel Howard Stern? I think we'll let him, I'm personally going to let him live. Um, but he needs to stop going after my girl, Wendy. She's right, has her real. Own, own problematic uh, behavior. So I know it feels a little jealousy coming from him. You know, I don't, I don't. It was all because she criticized him and he like attacked her and then he didn't, but like anyone else criticizing, you probably wouldn't attack them. It was kind of exactly. weird. Yeah. But I it's probably because they have history and beef. So I'm guessing that's why he went after her. Mm-hmm. The he he's got this pretty funny beef with Simon Cowell now, because of the whole AGT experience. Mm-hmm. And oh. AG, also most Stern fans hate it when Tower talks about AGT on uh, the show because while he was doing AGT, that's like all he talked about, and it really um, 
the show was like, I don't think it was as, as, as good. And then it was funny during that time, there would be a lot of like, random callers that would just call up and be like, yo, fuck you, AGT. I fucking hate AGT and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> they would just like go off. You're like, you just stop talking. And then like some celebrities would call in and be like, yeah, man, Howard, get, why don't you just do your show, man? AGT is annoying. So it became this like funny, I don't know, topic. America thought ta- talent was his art pop. It was that time period where his fans <laughs> were like, we don't want to remember that time. It was a dark time for us. Yeah. Uh, Jake, uh, do you know what art pop is? Uh, no, what is art pop? Uh, Lady Gaga's album was called uh, Art Pop. Uh, I think it was her third album. It didn't oh, do I remember well. that. So every yeah. time, like some celebrity, well, some musical artist has like a, a flop era, they always call it their art pop. Okay, yeah. this is our, AGT is Howard's art pop. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Why? So how long was he on that? like four or five years oh my god i don't watch talent shows (laughs) yeah i i never watched the show before but when howard was on it i watched a couple of episodes and it still wasn't good yeah i don't even remember anything from that time i even went to the taping all i know is that my friend was a huge nick cannon fan shout out to Suze. um and that's why i went and i was like this shit is boring (laughs) but but, uh, you know it was experience yeah he has gotta live he has Nick Cannon on the show frequently too, and they always have a funny, uh, a funny, a funny uh, dialogue. Um, he doesn't like Nick Cannon. No, he likes Nick Cannon. He, oh, okay. He likes him a lot. They they became really close on AGT, and Nick comes on the show. I would say I don't know, a couple times a year, still, and um, Howard makes fun of him for wearing his like turbans, um, turbans and stuff, mm-hmm. but. But Nick takes it in stride and just sort of makes it, explains why he does it, et cetera, et cetera. But he's a whole crazy case in himself, Nick Cannon, I think. I don't know a ton about him, but from what I've heard on Howard, he's got kind of a wild life. Oh. Yeah, doesn't but, he have two kids, Morocco and Marrakesh with Mariah yeah, Carey? With Mariah Carey. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. One's in Moroccan. What's, what's the other kid's name? Monroe. Monroe, okay. Sorry, they're both. Nick Cannon follows me on Twitter after I I got his headphones for free a few years ago. And so I tweeted like, hey, Nick Cannon, your headphones kind of suck. And he (laughs) he followed me and and then he helped me connect them to my cell phone. So shout out to Nick Cannon. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. He's in touch with his fans. We're never going to get that Raycon sponsorship after this. Um, All right. Well, at the end of the show, we'd like to decide on canceling anything for the week. We each cancel someone or something. Okay. Uh, Brittany, is there anything? anything? I'm going to say I'm not canceling Goya. I know we are all, you know, pissed off about what happened in the last week, but I don't think I can give up Goya seasoning. So. I'm not canceling Ted Cruz. <laughs> Ted Cruz will def- defend beans, but he won't defend his wife. Right. I mean, fuck Ted Cruz, but I'm keeping my Goya seasoning. Did you hear about that Goya no. situation, Jacob? Can you explain it, Brittany? The president so, of uh, Goya um, beans was at the White House and did a press conference with Donald Trump on okay. like Thursday. 
So we had to cancel all the beans from Goya. Yeah, and I'm oh, like, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's a huge cancel. I love Goya beans. Right. Yeah, Ted Cruz went out hard. He was yeah. like, I love Goya. And he was like, this is part of my culture. And like he, his tweet about it, he was like, yeah, like it's been part of my life since my grandparents. And people were just like, yeah, Goya um, company didn't even exist when your grandparents were alive. So oh, really? clearly alive. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right. So you're not canceling Goya. I'm not All right. canceling Goya. Sorry. Jacob, is there any, anything you want to cancel this week? Um, I'm going to say that. We should cancel. Um, what should we cancel this week? Can we cancel just cancel the virus already? Right. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna cancel coronavirus. <laughs> Jazz, what do you want to cancel? I don't know. It's uh, it's hard. Sunday. I'm usually more fired up on Thursdays when I want to cancel everything, <laughs> especially Ben Affleck or like another random person. Um, I'm gonna cancel canceling someone for the week that's we're gonna cancel it just cancel cancel actually can we cancel everyone being like butthurt over cancel culture because cancel culture is technically not a real thing and so all these famous people are like oh my god i hate cancel culture can we guys stop like, <laughs> like, like are you on a on a on a primetime tv show complaining about cancel culture like that invalidates your whole argument against cancel culture if you're on the air complaining about it yeah if people are still buying your books you still have a wing at universal studios you're not canceled <laughs> so just shut up just enjoy your million dollar contracts and keep on going oh can we also cancel kanye west Sorry, I, d I realize I have a lot of things I do want to actually cancel. Yeah, yeah you, just, you just uncanceled something and now you can't. <laughs> Casually uncanceled Goya. <laughs> but I'm canceling Kanye. I mean, this is a big leap. Only because, like, read the room. Clearly, we're all going through a whole bunch of shit right now. We do <laughs> not need you to just fuck all the shit up. Just not now. Just, yeah. you know. You know yeah. what? Jesus will rise. Bad timing. He needs to learn Probably. to read the room. Yes. Maybe he will. Stay <laughs> All right. Thank you, Jacob, for being on the show and living guys. with me and being nice to me. I love you. Thanks for not canceling <laughs> me for listening to Howard. We will definitely not cancel you, Jake. Thanks for being okay. on our show, though. Yeah, I, I had a good time. Thank you, guys.